Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Monday Morning Recap. My name is Pastor Matt, and I'm here with missionary Tara Matthews. Hello. And guest appearance today, Sawyer Matthews. Hello, hello. What's up, man? Glad that you're joining us on the podcast today. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) It's a little different than normal. Uh, We didn't do last week with it being Christmas and kind of how things worked out. Um, And then uh, Pastor Jamal, Pastor Todd. Pastor Jeff are all on vacay this week. Yep. So, um, so it's us today. We're really excited that we can still talk about the message. I thought the message was great yesterday. So good. But you know, we did. We missed Christmas and stuff. How was Christmas for your guy? For you guys, your family? Did you enjoy it? Was it look a little different for you guys? Yeah, definitely different. We uh, typically see my my dad's family on Christmas Eve and my my mom's family on Christmas. Well, Tara and I. Um. So we were able to see our grandparents because we sat at different tables like we set up at one of the tables in another room and so like we ate at different tables and then obviously had masks on so it was definitely like a very different uh tradition i guess that we made this year yeah um and then christmas day was just us uh, and then we socially distant caroling on christmas eve uh to people to, you know. yeah it was it was nice it was nice christmas day was really really relaxing we didn't have to clean the house we just got up um the boys slept in super late no more 5 a.m wake-up calls which is nice <laughs> and um we just watched movies ate chinese food it felt good felt like a good day nice. um yeah we went around like like so we were saying some spontaneous christmas caroling some of you guys might have uh, experienced that spontaneity that that was so great <laughs> and yeah so like that day you well you guys obviously know but like everyone listening i was i just got my car fixed and spent a ton of money so whatever i just got home like we just like left for a few minutes so we actually left a couple lights on so rebecca was like oh man like i hope they didn't think we were ignoring them or something i i, I was like this is kind of awkward because the lights are on so they might uh, be they, ignoring us they just don't want to answer the door no no so like i got back and i was gonna get check the mail and Rebecca's like, wait, like, just like, don't go anywhere. Don't go outside. I'm like, why? She's like, it's okay. Like, I t- just don't go anywhere. Wait a minute. I'm like, explain yourself. I'm like, what, what, what are you talking we about? We were definitely then, hiding. You guys were there. So we were good. like hiding behind a dumpster. We were waiting for him to, them to both be inside. So then we yeah. can knock on the door and, you know, Christmas Carol with our little masks on. And, and so hats. half the places we went, uh, we had masks. We had masks on every place we went, but half the people didn't recognize us. Oh, yeah. That was awkward. Okay. And like, there were, were just people that were like, well, we went to one house and someone had surgery and so she he was like i had your surgery because he thought we were a ups uh, or like jehovah uh, witnesses uh, uh, like, some like people thought we were jehovah witnesses uh, i was like, like oh interesting yeah and he was this like, is what it's come to i'm just like, singing christmas we're your carols. friends we're, we're your we family were, we were she's like a family friend uh, of us of my mom well um I, we went to the movies yesterday and um one of my former students works at the Monmouth Mall and I uh-huh. actually almost asked somebody like oh hey does like this guy still work here but I'm like yeah he probably doesn't work here plus yeah. I doubt he's working today so I'm standing there and I have a mask on you know so yeah it's harder to recognize people but uh he comes he was there he mm-hmm. comes right up to me he's like excuse me is your name Matt I was like hey dude what's up man and he's like <laughs> oh I thought that was you like we started talking so I'm like oh that's cool but yeah like it's just actually harder to Masks recognize people are crazy yeah I actually just had my like my first dream the other night where we're all we were all wearing masks in the dream. So that's Whoa, I'm kind of not, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, it's it's like I I couldn't recognize people because they were all wearing masks, and so I was like, no, please don't. I don't want to I don't want to live this and then also dream this as well. 
That's okay though. 2021's coming around. It is. Maybe, it is. Maybe there'll be change. It is coming around. <laughs> Who knows? Hopefully. Hopefully. How and was yeah. your Christmas? Oh, my Christmas. My Christmas is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Normally, ton of people over for Christmas Eve. So this year it was lighter. Uh-huh. Rebecca's family usually comes over too now, but but they ended up uh, just staying home just to keep it smaller. But my parents mm-hmm. kind of cooked like all the same amount of food. <laughs> it <laughs> was like seafood. a ton of food. It was delicious though. Oof. And uh, so that was good. And then um, slept over. And then, so we were with my parents in the morning and then her family kind of the rest of the day, mm-hmm. which was really nice. And I got some cool, I got some cool stuff. Her brother made me um, like kind of like Star Wars currency, I mm-hmm. guess, like for this card game called Sabak that we play. And I had no idea. Like it was like this massive ah. gift. Well, you actually it's Sabak. All the love. It's called Sabak. Yeah, from Solo. From yeah, yeah. It's okay. how Han Solo won the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. I so I got I got Sabak at Galaxy's Edge, but then like for like it's kind of missing. It it need it needs like some bedding to take place. It that was like, like a missing element. Chips, yeah. yeah. Dude. So I wa- I almost got some, but then he was like, "No, nah, just hold off, man." And then he like made me this whole set. It's like so cool. Wow. So that he was could, pretty he neat. He could make make a fine living off of making honestly, stuff like no, that. Like, I, honestly, I've told him several times honestly, like to go on Etsy, like do this, yeah. do that, and he's like, yeah. Little side hustle, like yeah, no, like the thing they gave you I, that we saw could have gone. You could have sold that for like three hundred bucks. Dude, someone, like someone I would mean, have paid easy. that. Easy. He said it was six hundred pieces. That's wild. Six hundred pieces. Yeah. Never mind like the other stuff he did to it. So yeah, like, definitely. You could, definitely. Yeah. What'd you get Rebecca and what'd you get you? All right, probably a couple things. But. Okay, so my favorite thing that uh-huh. I got her was a t-shirt from, I don't know if you know Sunday Cool, if you know mm-hmm. Cool Carl. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, yeah, uh-huh. so like, <laughs> it's just like, they, they make like youth group apparel, mm-hmm. basically, they're in Florida, but like, they're, they're a guy, like, they do all this promotion, and this guy's name's Carl, like, or mm-hmm. it's like a joke, but it's all just funny, it's like, Gen Z trends, or like, you know, you know you're in youth ministry uh-huh. when this happens, so... Just like the humor is totally like mine and Rebecca's like level, yeah. uh, and I know because like Pastor Jamal, I don't know if he'll listen to this or not, but like I totally showed him some videos in the past. He's like, "Oh, oh yeah, like that's pretty funny." I'm like, "Dude, it's hilarious!" Yeah. Like he does not think it's funny <laughs> the way me and Rebecca do. So I bought that's her really a T-shirt funny. like just from Sunday Cool, and so I was like so happy for her to get it. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, it's like our thing." So yeah, uh, yeah I got her that and. Um, she got me some joggers mm-hmm. and then actually so did my sister and my sister-in-law and my mom so i got a bunch wow you got a lot of joggers yeah they're Share great the they're great oh you so. got joggers okay i was thinking for no, i got i was thinking yoga so rebecca got them from me and i was like oh i love these and then yeah. like my sister got <laughs> me a pair and like i got like a bunch so i think I that's got awesome pairs. i need i need a pair of those yeah they're pretty nice you should get them um so a couple cool things last thing i'll say that i yeah. got uh I got a book called Bible Unearthed. Okay. Um, which is actually... Uh, is it Tim Mackey? No. It, no, it's this guy named Dr. Titus Kennedy. But he's the one that has the show on Right Now Media that I was mm. talking about, I was like, which I recommend. Mm-hmm. So it's like 15-minute episodes. I think there's like 12 of them. So I watched them all. And then he just wrote this book this year. Mm-hmm. So it's 101 Discoveries That Help Prove the Bible. So I've read like 10 so far because cool. I think it's kind of like a reference book in that sense. But... It's just a picture with a short article, so it's easy, but like mm-hmm. there's so much that he talks about that like you don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was found in Israel and then in this language, and here's what this language means. And when we see this in archaeology, we call it this. So there's all these like side yeah. notes that I'm like, okay, I'm trying to like absorb it all. But That's it's really pretty cool. it's pretty cool. Some of the stuff yeah. I'll have to talk about it at some other and time. And the on, on right now media it's it's called Bible Unearthed. Or yeah, Bible Unearthed. Unearthed, okay. Yeah, and the book is called you talked Unearthed about it in the I Bible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's totally like up my alley. Like no, it's that seems very much like what I like, you know, so and the, I thought the show was done well. Like the mm-hmm. show's done 
in a way in, in the short episodes again so yeah but um yeah. you guys got anything good favorite gift for, for uh, christmas i'll go first my favorite gift is what i'm wearing right now it's a sweatshirt my, my sister got me actually <laughs> it's uh, my favorite tv show it's always sunny it's uh patty's shirt it's funny shirt nice it's like okay. really it's really basic shirt but i love it okay so sweatshirt that's fine yeah i guess you got it if you know you know because i didn't know i i so. I, I don't know exactly, exactly. My, my my roommates and i didn't I, know either it's, until it's one of my roommates oh, and okay. i's favorite shows and so i she apparently got it for me before i hinted at it i, I don't know how she knew but and that was probably my favorite gift that i got i got a Ooh. bunch of oh and some boots i got some boots timberland another pair of timberland but like formal boots, I guess that was like my two favorites. Okay. And I got some jeans, but they, they none of them fit me, so we had to return them. And I'm getting jeans from Target. I like Target jeans; they're cheap. There you go. Yeah. Nice. There, there you go. Uh, this year, favorite gift. Um, Sarah gave me this. I'll go off into. He gave me this mug. So I don't know. This is kind of like um taboo, but it's a Harry Potter mug. So sorry for people out there. Anyway, it says <laughs> I solemnly swear I'm up to no good, or whatever. I saw solemnly swear that I'm up, up to, to no, no good. good. It has footprints and stuff. And when oh, you put nice. hot water yeah, yeah. in it, it changes to the map. The um, oh what? I, I, it's I, I, so oh, that's cool. cool. That's like, cool. Doesn't it say mischief managed? Mischief managed, yeah. and it changes to the map, and it shows like where everyone is. It's really nice. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and I like. I, I brought it up one time the week before because I was going to buy it for myself because someone uh, gave me an Amazon I, I bought card. it right after that. And then he was listening. Wow. That, that warms my And that's my what makes heart. it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, my parents got me some stuff that I really needed, like just some like athletic stuff. And Derek got me these really nice earrings. Not not these, but he got me earrings. So. Oh. And it was, it was nice. It was a heartfelt Christmas. It was like a nice Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And it's funny because you always see, because now Christmas, what happens is when you get older, so we used to have like the tree. And so we used to ask for a lot more things, like oh, from, yeah. Santa, from Santa, of course. And so we used to, until like I'd, around seven years old or something, my, when I was seven, my mom said that we only could write three things to Santa, which is funny because it sounds like there's not, like that's nothing. Like, but it's like you could put two things you want and then surprise. Surprises. Surprises. So okay. you got yeah, And so like okay. we get a bunch of like toys that like like we liked. And so it was always like like the when you're younger, like the toys are much much cheaper. At least the toys that I got were really cheap. So you ended up What? The toys like the toys are like they're cheaper compared to like let's say like a controller well, or like okay. something like that. Right. As you get older you like, okay, like more, you want is more it's, expensive. It's, it's, it's like or clothes is more expensive. So like like you get a Beyblade and it's like ten bucks. Yeah. That's what I, I got like twenty Beyblades. But like not, that's all, that's not, <laughs> not, not, not at one time. Like, like that's like over time that I bought myself. Like I loved Beyblade when I was a kid. So you had to limit yourself. And uh-huh. so, and then like you'd see there's more and more, and then you get less and less because things get more expensive. You know, of yeah. course. And it's always funny because, like, I miss that magic Christmas when you used to go down and you used to open more stuff because like. I love opening the gift. Yeah, right. I mean, that's like, that's part of the mystery is like just love, not knowing and knowing it's all there for you. I don't yeah, understand exactly. why people try and figure out their gifts beforehand. I, I love finding out Christmas Day. Oh, yeah, definitely. Me too. Know. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, look, let's talk about the message a little bit. And Sawyer, actually, for you to be here is great. And maybe just for everybody who's listening, you know, why don't you tell us, like, what are you doing? What are you studying? Where are you going to college? What are you yeah. studying? Yeah. And what's maybe kind of the future looking like, or what are you hoping for right now? So right now I'm a uh, education and ministry double major, ministry minor. It's kind of confusing because I'm not officially proclaimed ministry. I'm officially education. Um, and so I'm doing that currently at Gordon College, uh, which is a small Christian college on the North Shore. 
uh, of Massachusetts, right above Boston. I love the area, great area. Nice. Um, and then kind of where I'm looking towards is I either want to do missions or I want to do youth ministry. Kind mm. of praying about it originally was youth ministry, then it changed to missions, and then it kind of warped. Warped? Is that a word? Morphed. 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 Switched the M-W. Yeah, I switched it. I switched it. Um, so morphed until I kind of, where I was talking to Pastor Jamal about it and how I've always wanted to do youth ministry for at least part of my life. Uh, so I might end up doing youth ministry uh, for the first portion of my working career and then maybe move towards missions when um, I've been doing ministry for a little bit. Or I might stay, whatever the Lord leads me to. But if I was going into missions, I kind of feel a real calling to kind of Asia, uh, anywhere from like the two, 1040 uh, window. window to India, to um, the Philippines, to China, to Japan. Okay. Kind of like that. I love, I love that area. It's kind of just a passion of my heart. You know? Okay. Wow. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you see what happens. You know, I know... Um, Noah and Mel Lane, who mm-hmm. actually now have a date. I think they're leaving this month. Or yeah, they or are. January. January fourteenth. But uh, out. oh f- yeah, fourteen. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So he um, but he told me, and I think he would say this, like he was in youth ministry for a few years, and he's. I think he always knew that he wanted to go to Mexico since he was like young. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, wow, you know how God used that time, and you know, yeah. I remember being in school. You want to be careful that we don't characterize youth ministry as just a stepping stone or just like, well, right, that's, you right. know, that's all it's for. Cause that's absolutely not true. But yeah. you know, in the case of being started in ministry that really worked so well for him and it was cool that God worked that way, but other people, you know, maybe you're able to go right into that. Uh, obviously yeah, a little more your story, Tara. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely, definitely love. I, I love youth ministry. It's like kind of how, what increased my faith so much. So it's more of just like, I want to be ministry not as like so a stepping stone is kind of like a way to say it but it's more for me it's like the idea that it's something that i have a like a, a passion for that i have is that i want to be able to work there for like a while and i think that like you know pastor mall is like one of the he's pastor and pastor john before stayed for like seven or more years now yeah and so that's like super on scene in terms of youth ministries because like you see them to be for an outright of two years you too you were seven years too yeah, you were long yeah, too. Yeah. It's very just like yeah, pretty it's a long time. Well, so they say it's actually longer now mm-hmm. than it was. That's great. Yeah. I think it's gone up to like three to five years is the average. Okay. And I guess to no, I think it's okay to acknowledge that like that is going to be a natural starting place yeah. in ministry for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. But I think there was a period of time because it's, it's not like this anymore. Yeah. There was a period of time where like youth ministry was not taken as like seriously as like legitimate ministry that was well that's just we just need something for the kids yeah and thankfully that really has changed Mm -hmm. i uh, my personal opinion and actually i'd be interesting if pastor jamal was here um to ask him i feel like it's it is shifting a little bit because you know in a lot of these like church plants and stuff what you see is um kids ministry before you see youth ministry it's true a lot of times and so i'm noticing that and obviously a lot of part-time youth pastors too so i i don't know if he would feel like that's a trend or I, maybe that's just me yeah i, I don't know i, I, I have something. an explanation actually yeah. oh this, you do i learned this in my my class okay um so one of the main reasons of what's different what kind of different between kids and youth ministry kids ministry is you know super important pastor todd is like also one of the biggest reasons i have my faith right now um and so but kids ministry is not a big necessity in a lot of churches because 
that's one way to get the family there mm-hmm. compared to a youth ministry where um, youth are definitely different than adults, definitely different than kids. So it's amazing to have youth ministry, but you can still get youth from Sunday services and through groups in the church um, and mentorships compared to kids ministry where it's like, it, where it's, you can't have kids in the same service a lot of the times because like you're preaching to people that are living their own life and kids are having a completely different life mm-hmm. um, and they have trouble understanding certain things compared to um, like ad- adults and teenagers that are, you know, have learned more. Right. Uh, so you see a lot of times kid ministry being one of the first things that they try and get because it's, a, first of all, a great thing for families because you be, you're able to teach not only the children but also the adults. It's like and a then scope, I guess. You know, yeah, lot, I a larger think, scope. Yeah, because you can't, you can't have, like, parents dropping their kids off, say, for a youth group yeah. versus where you're not going to see that in kids ministry. But I think where we were at Searchlight, like, when I first started – they had kids ministry and they didn't have a paid volunteer doing, uh, they didn't have a paid staff member doing that, but mm-hmm. they did have a vibrant kids ministry. Yeah. Um, but I think then I guess now you start to see these kids age out and then now people are attending less. And so yeah. now that's where it's like, Hey, well, you know, we want these kids to stay. We want mm-hmm. them to grow and be discipled and we want their families to stay too. Uh-huh. And so it's kind of seen yeah. it from both angles, but yeah, so cool. Just a little inside scoop. So all that to say, let's talk about Pastor Todd's message, which is great to hear from him because a lot of times he is with the kids yeah. next door. And his perspective, I think his voice is always refreshing and different. Yeah. I do think it's cool that everyone on staff has kind of a different voice and emphasis, sort of. Um, and so talking about uh, Tara, just so funny. Like his message is called Waiting oh, Well. Oh, yeah. Just feel like. Thanks, Pastor yeah. Todd. <laughs> you know, it's just. And that's what you did with the young adults this year. Yeah, too. yeah. Um, uh, you did one of the Monday nights and talked about waiting. And so he talked about, though, I really liked what he said. It was like the perfect post Christmas message because yeah, the it was story, awesome. it's post Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 40 days after Jesus is born, and he talks about Simeon and what an example he is for us. Um, and, you know, I think of actually what I was talking to you guys about at uh-huh. pre-Christmas Eve, uh, your brother Derek was like, uh, oh, you know, like maybe we should stop getting gifts for each other. You know, let's just do a secret Santa or something. And I think you said Sawyer. So I thought it was him saying that because you, Sawyer, you were like, oh, well, oh, yeah, I don't know if I, I want something. Was... I just buy it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I got to get you a list. I got to think of one. Uh-huh. But I was thinking like, that is so true. Like that we more and more are less and less used to waiting yeah. We don't wait for things. Even Christmas now, it's like a lot of us, when you want something, you get it. So now yeah. it's like, hey, get me yeah. your Christmas list. You're like, uh, I don't have a long list of things I've been waiting so long for. Right, because you just buy it. If you have the money, I mean. Yeah, and that's not everybody, but I think just that's just an example of, yeah. by and large, we don't wait anymore like mm-hmm. we used to. So you know, so when it comes to waiting, comes to waiting for, well, a new year, comes to waiting out a pandemic, and maybe actually maybe would want to even wor- reword that because I don't think we should be waiting out a pandemic. Yeah. I, well, that was his message, I guess, wasn't it? It's waiting well. Yeah. But um, right, we don't. That's difficult for us all of a sudden, you know. And so, anyway, reading from Luke chapter two, Simeon and how he was righteous and devout, he kind of said for us to wait well. And I thought these points were great, and it's just right from the text. Is to we need to be active, widen your view, and let your heart be revealed. And again, it's all right there in the passage. But so want to ask you guys, pick your brain a little bit and maybe even some of your life experience as well that you want to share, what you're comfortable sharing. But he first talked about being active, you mm-hmm. know, and how uh, so he was righteous and the Holy Spirit spoke to him 
and how cool that is. Um, he was already, you know, sensitive to the Holy Spirit. He allowed God to speak to yeah. him. So when he spoke, he, he, you know, he knew what to do. But he said, you know, he spoke to him and who knows, most likely he probably waited a long time. Yeah. Um, that's probably why it's in the Bible. If it was like, hey, later this week, you know, maybe it wouldn't have been there. So I don't know. Have you ever experienced something like that before? Or have you experienced, you know, just maybe this period of waiting or like God speaking something to you and, and waiting for it to pass? And, or, you know, I don't know I, what you're comfortable sharing, maybe. Or are you currently waiting or whatever? Like, whatever I think you it's, say. it's been really it was really cool to hear what Pastor Todd had to say, especially right now where I'm at. Um, after having waited for such a long time, thinking I was going to get to Paraguay in April but now here we are almost in January um and now I have I have a ticket I have a date that I'm leaving um January 18th I got my visa well I don't have it in person but I'm getting it um but it's it's really really amazing to see that you know this time of waiting wasn't wasted um and that God was able to to be at work in my life but during the moment of waiting waiting to hear when I'd be able to leave waiting for the borders open waiting to know what I was supposed to be doing or what was going to happen next was really challenging um was really challenging it made me question my calling made me question um you know yeah like if if this is what I'm supposed to be doing um especially like if it would ever happen like I just there was times when it felt like nothing was going to change so um yeah, it, it's just, it's just been such a good learning, um, learning opportunity. And I, and I think it's so amazing to, to read about and hear about Simeon and how he was active during the waiting. He was remaining active in, in his, um, in his waiting and, and remembering the promise that the Lord had for him. And I think that that has been su- such a reminder during this time that I'm not just supposed to sit and wait for borders to open, but I was able to be actively, you know, involved in teaching or in the youth group or, um, and also using the extra time I had to really understand the word in ways that I haven't before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been something that has been really influential for me is extra time that I've been given. So like not, not, um, taking advantage of that and just like spending all my time doing things that aren't going to be beneficial for, for God's call in my life, but really actively trying to learn more about who God is and, and his word and all that jazz. Yeah. And I, I feel like that you really have been, you've been active. Mm-hmm. You've, totally um tried your best to be a servant in every way possible Mm -hmm. trying to be available the best way that you can even with all the limitations i feel like you definitely have modeled that and and you already are seeing god use that but you're gonna just see that you're gonna see more and more how god has Mm -hmm. used that and is using it you know um which is really cool so it is for sure yeah i don't know uh so same thing sorry you feel have you experienced something like that do you feel like you are currently going through a process like that or has God spoken something to you before and it's cool to see how it worked out or, you know, can you give me something like that? Yeah, I definitely say that, you know, a lot of people see college as almost a period of waiting in terms of like, we're not waiting because we're, you know, we're taking classes and we're very active in terms of what we're doing. Like we're studying, we're working, but ultimately what college is like, you're waiting until you enter quote unquote the real world. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, it's like ministry and uh, teaching um, and I've kind of been realized that I'm waiting. I can also be, you know, acting in the waiting. If that makes sense. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. kind of what you're talking about. Waiting well. So like I've become a young life leader, which is like uh, ministry that I can do up there uh, with middle school. I'm a wildlife leader, so I'm middle school. And it's for reaching high school students and middle school students that would not never step foot in a youth group uh, until they, you know, obviously knew Jesus, that's kind of the point. We're trying to get them to church, but we're going to out 
going to where the kids are meeting and then we're trying to meet kids uh, and bring them closer to God. Uh, and so that's some something that I didn't know what it was in high school. And so when I went to college, um, I was kind of freshman year, I was kind of in that waiting period of, oh, I'm focusing on classes. I'm t- too busy to be trying to putting out because I feel like there's too, many, too much work mm-hmm. uh, to be doing that. And then sophomore year, I was like, I should be, you know, waiting well, I guess is the best way to say it. Is that yeah. I should be waiting and also training and also uh, working for God in the period of waiting for the full-time ministry that I want to do later in life. Yeah. Um, and also just waiting for, you know, God's call in my life. I, I've had a lot of time of waiting for discernment in my calling and kind of just being able to work in that wait, waiting and, you know, pray, uh, worship, uh, you know, get into his word during that period of waiting, um, and kind of being able to wait, but also being able to, you know, search for that, that truth that I was waiting for, mm-hmm. you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It, you're right. Cause college, you can definitely view it as that time or in some ways it is that time you're preparing at the very least. Yeah. And yeah, I guess you couldn't view it like you're just waiting, but if you're not waiting, you're preparing, you're being active in those ways. Um, again, God only uses that. I mm-hmm. think, I think if you have the attitude of like, well, I'll wait for the be over and then I'll, you know, wait for God to now give me this opportunity. I guess he can, but you're, you'll have missed so much of what yeah. he wants to do in and through you during that time. And where, where you could be in that time period, if you wait four years for God to use you because you're waiting for a pandemic to be over yeah, exactly. or you're waiting for yeah. college to be over, then you're going to, you're going to start four years later versus if you start now, you're going to be four years further in four years. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. The pandemic definitely was a time of waiting for all of us. And, and yeah. I think it's important to remember like kind of what you just said is that um, we, we don't really know how long these seasons are, whether it be we're waiting for a job, whether it be we're waiting to get married, whether it be we're waiting to for the pandemic to be over. Like we don't know how long that's going to be. And so if we, if we just wait, we, we're going to have wasted so much time and um, wasted so much of um you know, resources that God could be, or, or opportunities that God p- could be placing in front of us because we're just looking to the next thing instead of living right in the here and now. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I think I think there's most likely always something that we're waiting for. Oh yeah, for. for sure. So you know, we can become fixated on whatever current situation uh, we're in, and then as soon as it happens. On to the next thing. You're waiting for something else. You're waiting for For the next thing. And so that's why learning to wait well, and like Pastor Todd has said, to be active um, and to make the most of it. Living in a way that when you look back on this time of waiting, you say, yeah, but I did everything. Yeah. Yeah. You put your head on your pillow and you say, I'm not going to look back on this time and say, oh, I realized that God really could have done this in my life and I kind of didn't do it. Yeah. You know? Um, So, yeah. So... Actually, I want to kind of go with this too, like as just because I think this flows kind of in his third point, talking about how letting your heart be revealed. That's part of Simeon's kind of pray prayer or praise, I guess, towards God um, and how, you know, Jesus is coming. That's what it's going to do. Um, and it says that it's going to allow um, our hearts to be revealed and it'll pier- pierce your heart, too. He's kind of talking to Jesus's parents mm-hmm. and he talks about putting our hope in things that are that are not um jesus and 
how God will do a process, what he's revealing in our heart. We, so when we're uh, waiting, we need to allow God to do this in our heart and how that can be tough. So, you know, what are, I want to ask you the guys this cause I have some thoughts from my own experience. Uh, he said this too, when, you know, when I'm waiting, I tend to think more about myself. So like, uh-huh. um, what are some things that God may be revealing in a time of waiting? Like, or he's saying, let your heart be revealed. What, what could be some of those things? Or even the idea of when I'm in a time of waiting and I think more and more, my views being narrowed and I'm thinking more of myself. Um, what does that reveal? What is that being revealed? Or, or, you know, again, what, what could be in this period of time when you know you're in that time of waiting, what could God be trying to reveal inside of your heart? Cause I, I have specific things yeah. that I feel like I could say about that, but I don't know what you think. Yeah. yeah I, I think that, you know, for, for me, I feel like when I was in the pandemic, I got sent home from college. I missed a court, a quad of my college uh, semester. So a qu- like a quarter of my year was just gone. And I did online, which was super hard for me. Um, and I was just waiting for, myself to go back to school I was home and it definitely is you know uh difficult changing changing my area and changing my lifestyle and then also trying to combine college with the home life which is just hard because they're super different um and then also getting a job and working like 50 hours a week is what I started doing uh, delivering pizzas and I think that I was definitely um struggling to find rest I think uh, God was kind of teaching me patience in terms of working with people, which was like the first, my second official job work for my dad. And it's definitely different because you're working for a family member mm-hmm. and now working with people that I, I've never met in my life and now working and having disputes that I can't bring up because I'm the lowest, the lowest person on the uh, totem pole. Mm-hmm. Um, not until my brother started working and I was like, just above him just a liar um i was the head delivery driver is what they called me but i wasn't technically because i worked at least but i was working there and it just kind of meant that you were like the main delivery i was the main one and then derek was number two and then yeah because the thing is it was really hard working for them because it was just a very hard work environment i was working there uh 10 to 12 hour shifts Mm -hmm. uh in a row straight and then it was just really hard and god was kind of teaching me patience through that and being able to work with people which i think will be great for the future in terms of when i get a job in the future and when i'm working with my leadership team at school my uh, my ministry team and being able to learn patience when working with people and being able to kind of speak my mind i think that i have trouble speaking my mind sometimes to people that i see as like above me or mm-hmm. equal to me i think that being able to stay true to who I am and being patient and being able to say when something's wrong, I feel like that's kind of what that job taught me. And I would never have gotten that job if it wasn't for COVID. So mm-hmm. kind of, I kind of got went off topic with that question. I just realized. Yeah, but no, uh, kind of like God learning patience in your life and, and what he's yeah teaching you. Right. Because like, I mean, you know, you need to learn how to, have patience with people you disagree with or whatever, no matter where you are in life. And so, right. If it's like, well, I don't need patience with these people because this isn't my real job. This isn't my real career. This isn't really where God called me. Mm -hmm. If that's my attitude, then I'm not ready for what I think God has called me to. And you're right. God, it, 
God opens up these opportunities for us. I mean, I think in one sense where you are right now is exactly where God has called you to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I think in times of waiting, um, God can make our motives, the motives of our heart clearer in that, um, you know, we're able to understand, um, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but but where we're at uh, mentally and, and physically and emotionally, spiritually, all those things. Um, and I personally have been able to see like the areas where I lacked and where I wasn't seeking the Lord um, in times of waiting because there's just so much of it um, and so much of trying to figure out what's happening next that it kind of you have to fully rely on the Lord um, and wait on the Lord. And so, yeah, I think and we talked about this before, like with fasting and things like that. Sometimes you go into fasting with um, the mentality that we're going to, the Lord's going to speak to us in this way when really, um, the Lord's trying to, <laughs> trying to get our heart, get our attention. Um, and that could also be what God is doing in times of waiting, like really trying for us to not trying, really wanting us to, to lean into him and to, to what he's trying to speak to us more than what we want to get out of a time mm-hmm. of waiting or a time of fasting or whatever. Um, so I think just making our motives clearer, um, and kind of clearing our minds and shifting our focus to the Lord is what personally what god has done for me in times of waiting yeah <laughs> yeah reveals our motivations absolutely mm-hmm. and that's how i feel that's that's been true in my life as well and um you know even again showing maybe our hypocrisy sometimes or again yeah our motivations like you said uh god oh you know i'll do i'll do whatever you call me to i'll do mm-hmm. whatever you ask me to do well you like, need to clean really? toilets at your job. Yeah, exactly. Well, n- but this isn't where I want to be, though. Like, I meant, like, I'd do, you know, anything else. So it's like, well, then you can do this right now. Yeah. And so... Super it, humbling. It exposes, yeah, it exposes that. It humbles you. Um, yeah, and again, your motivation, I feel like, you know, it can reveal your sense of entitlement or pride, mm-hmm. what you deserve. Because when you think, oh, well, this is what God really has for me. This is what God really wants to do in my life. I really deserve that, you know. So yeah, that was a great way that you said it. Um, what I about think you? It's absolutely, yeah. yeah, definitely. You said you had a couple. Uh, that, that's what I. That's what I meant. Yeah, like you're. Uh, so for me, I feel like God has in those times revealed like my level of entitlement. That uh-huh. yeah. um, like I definitely act as though like I'm not entitled and like I don't deserve things. Oh, I'm just like humble. But then like underneath it all, I I think I deserve this. Mm-hmm. I I really I've earned this. If anyone should get this, it should be me. And like all those thoughts are there. Right, right. And it's like I didn't I guess I didn't know they were there. Or I pretended they weren't there. And then a period of waiting or whatever reveals that. And it yeah. just it's so clear and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you know, or other thoughts like that. Again, yeah, your pride or selfishness. Like you realize like how much, oh my gosh, like I just pray about myself and how much I'm I'm so upset because it's about me, you know, and those periods of waiting, it forces you to look that way. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can decide not to, you know, um, but I, I think that's what it does. Uh, and that's what I meant too. Yeah. Even like your, your willingness to be used by God, you yeah. say, God, I'll do whatever you ask. God, I'll do whatever. But it's like, okay, well then do this right now. Do mm-hmm. where you are right now. I need you to do this. Yeah. And you're like, well, well, no, like not that though. Like, no, I, I meant like, you know, later, I meant later, I'll do whatever you want once you get me out of the situation. For sure. And it's like, no, then, well then you're not going to do whatever I want you to do if you won't do yeah. it now. So you, like that, all that, that process just reveals that. And I think too, that's part of just being a Christian that we're kind of always going back and forth between those things. You know, I think mm-hmm. God does a work on your heart in this area right now, maybe through a period of waiting, and you know, sometimes those those thoughts and feelings come back because we're 
we're humans and we're sinful and God will have to maybe readjust those things a little bit again. You know, I actually have something about the period of waiting. I think that also, you know, there's a part of us that will never understand why we're waiting and, um, you know, the way of God, how it works and how important waiting is. Uh, like I read this book called Creation of the Fall by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Mm-hmm. Good book. Um, but one of the main things in the first few chapters is that Bonhoeffer is talking about how we're people of the middle and that, you know, God is a God of the beginning. God is God of the end. God is God of the middle. So he understands completely mm-hmm. while we have this middle mindset. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, sometimes we're going to have to understand that we won't understand. And I think that's one of the hardest things that we have yeah. to accept as humans. Um, and that when we understand that we, um, God is using this waiting period to empower us, to train us, and to use us um, to better uh, his kingdom, I think that we can be able to maybe not understand fully, but begin to, you know, kind of get glasses, like reading glasses, and see a little bit better. Yeah. But I don't think that we'll ever truly understand everything that God has to offer for our lives because we mm-hmm. are in the middle. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really great that you say that. And, um, yeah. you know, I think of something I heard in a sermon a couple weeks ago I listened to. He was talking about what um, gets us so upset and frustrated are things that we're trying to control, right? And so it's yeah. the same yeah. thing. Like, well, if, if I could fully understand, then I would do X, Y, and Z. And it's like kind of letting go of the idea that I'll fully understand. You're right. Sometimes God can give us those glasses. We see much more clearly. Mm-hmm. But um, kind of letting go of that need to like just have every detail completely figured out. Yeah. Um, because then we'll always be frustrated. And again, I love that Pastor Todd said that Jesus reveals what we put our hope, uh, what we put our hopes in yeah. are like many gods. You know, if there's something that we're, incredibly disappointed by we're incredibly angry about a lot of times those that may be revealing where i really am putting hope right now and i need to let go of control of that thing in my life possibly you know for jesus to do work in my life so yeah yeah and i think um something else really great about what pastor todd was saying the second point was talking about widening your view um and just um you know when simeon was saying that like that what was it that the light to the gentiles um that um that now simeon could die because you know he had received this promise of the lord and and to widen our scope of view and something that the lord was teaching me during this time of waiting was it's not all about me and i think i was so focused kind of what you were saying sometimes we get so focused on like what we're waiting for and i wanted my answers from the lord and um i was just I'm sorry, knows. I was just an emotional wreck over the course of this past couple months for a bunch of reasons um but I was so focused on myself and wanting God to answer these and reveal these things to me that I was forgetting the wider scope, like the wider view of God's kingdom and what can I be doing now to extend God's kingdom, even though I'm not in Paraguay, even though I'm not where I'm quote unquote supposed to be, um, recognizing that this this thing called life is bigger than just our own waiting times, but but it's, it's wider. And so how can we be ex- extending God's kingdom like right here, right now? wherever we're located so i think that was really really awesome and really poignant for me the widening of of our view um and how simeon um kind of called um i don't know i don't know if it's calling mary and joseph but even calling us just to widen our views um as we wait or even even when when our waiting comes to fruition uh, allowing for our view still to be widened and not go to the next thing um what we're waiting for next but widening our view yeah that makes sense yeah, no, absolutely. I love that he said that. And yeah. I thought, too, it was like he widened his view. He had this promise from God yeah. that he had waited for. Uh, 
you know, on a personal level, hey, guess what? You're going to get to see the Lord's Messiah. So he um, he rejoiced in that. Like, uh, oh, on a personal level, this yeah. thing God promised to me, wow, I experienced it. That's great. Exactly. But he widened his view beyond his personal self to, like, his people, like mm-hmm. the nation of Israel. Yeah. Wow, even what this means, not just for me and God, we kind of mm-hmm. had this thing which was awesome. But, wow, look what God's doing for the nation of Israel. Look how he's fulfilling this. And then he says to the to the Gentiles, to the whole world, God is up to something and his view, yeah, understanding it's it's so much bigger than just him. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, he's not counting himself out because yeah. God promised something to him, but he widened it. He Oh, I like how Pastor Todd said it. He allowed his view to be yeah, widened. Exactly. You know, which is um, maybe that's sometimes the key there too. Do I even allow God to do that in my life? So um, yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know anything else stand out to you guys from, uh, from, from what you heard, or I like how he kind of ended at the end. You know, rating yourself. He's like, yeah, I'm not. I'm look. I'm not trying to guilt you here. One or two of these, maybe you're doing really well, and if you are, then that's great. But like, you know, what's the one or two then that maybe you're not doing so well that you need to work on? And I thought, I thought that was good too. I just like mm-hmm. that being a little yeah. more practical of like, oh, but. I, like last week in the message, I heard this and I really worked on it. Like, oh, great. Okay, then keep it going. Mm. Like just, what's the one maybe this week you got to do? You know, like yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I like that, so. Yeah, and just like letting our hearts be revealed and that like the one thing that we're waiting for, have we put so much um, hope in that that we've kind of deterred our, our views or, or turned our eyes away from Jesus who ultimately is who we're supposed to be seeking. It's not the thing or the person or the experience that we're trying to to obtain but more so we're trying to to grow closer in our relationship with the lord and so we don't want to become distracted in constantly pursuing after this one thing um someone told me once that that um god is never going to give us something that we desire more than him and that could be true to an extent but i i I don't know i i it really hit me because i was like oh like man i really desire this x y and z um but if i'm always praying and asking god for that more than i am praying and pursuing my relationship with him like is he really going to give it to me like does he really want me to have this thing that i want more than him like is that uh i don't know it hits me so just allowing for our motives and and the hope that we have need to be in the lord yeah i always think i I think again of like a a marriage relationship Mm -hmm. or even yeah like a like a parent relationship Mm -hmm. it makes so much sense like that when you put it in those in that sense you know of like i don't know like Christmas, you know, it was just Christmas. So if I was like going to get this thing for Rebecca and I was sold on it because we were going to have so much fun together, we're going to do this thing. And then like more and more, that's just what I'm focusing on. And I can't wait to be there, blah, blah. And she's almost like sidelined. It's like, well, why did you? Oh, actually, I do have an example of that. (laughs) I I did get it for Christmas. That, that, right. I could totally lose sight. And it's like, well, why did you get this thing anyway? It was for for us to have this experience. So between now and then, I forget I'm even married to her because I'm just looking forward to this thing that we're going to do quote unquote together what's the point of even doing it yeah i've, mm-hmm. I've elevated this it's all because yeah. well i want to spend time with her on this really cool thing we're gonna yeah. do so um exactly. yeah yeah I feel, I feel like that helps me because like again so just growing up in church sometimes you hear that it's like yeah don't love the dream more than you love god or like blah blah, blah. i'm like well if god gave it to me like why is it so bad to yeah be into it like right. you know like it's like right, tough right, for me right, i'd right. be like I, I don't get it it's like it's such a balance yeah, yeah. it's like uh like a parent, like I think a parent, yeah, like getting super excited, you know, for me, like an Xbox for yeah. your child. And you know, I love Xbox. I, I love, I love, I love playing <laughs> video games. It's a big thing in my life. 
it's uh, my brother and I always play. Like it's something that has become something that I do with people that I love. You know, my brother, my my friends, and you know, I love Xbox, but it's more the fact that I love the people that I play with. Right. And that sometimes I forget that you know, some people that you know gave birth to me they that i take it takes away from the time Some that i spent other than the one person my mother uh and you know well she's including his father in the process yeah and so sometimes i forget that um you know they i think my mom actually gave me my my current xbox for christmas years ago um or two, a year ago i think actually and so uh it's taken away time that i could have spent with her and you know i always forget that you know, just like when God gives us something, we have to be careful that we're not seeing it as an idol and seeing it as a thing that takes us yeah. away from him, but instead of a thing that brings us closer to him. Yeah, that's a great... So like a wife brings you clo- like a wife can bring you closer mm-hmm. to God, but it shouldn't become the thing that you go running towards. You should run be running towards God together and not running to each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with any relationship, for sure. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great example. I like that. That resonates with me as well. Because, right, it's like your mom gave it to you because she knew... You would enjoy it by yourself. You know, she knew that you'd have a great time with friends and that's a great way for you guys to enjoy time together. Um, But right. But you can you can literally just spend all of your time Mm -hmm. on it forever and then never see your mom again. Like some people do that. And then or you may find yourself doing that and then you got to dial it back. Or there's even a period of time you say, you know what, I need to give this up for a period of time because I've totally lost if you go so far. That yeah, makes pa- a lot of sense for me. Yeah, the past few days, I, I haven't been playing it. I think I played it one time in, in the past like week and a half, which is pretty funny because I love it. And Taking like, a little break. Which is like for like a week and a half of not playing. Like, all my friends keep on trying to get me to play. I'm like, I'm not playing right now. It's, I mean, also, it's because I just didn't set it up. I just took, unset it up. I don't know why. I just kind of did. And then I've had more time to, you know, spend time with my families and uh, FaceTime my friends and stuff. So it's kind of cool. Nice. Nice. It's all great stuff, guys. Well, yeah, thanks for uh, talking about it a little bit. I love, again, love the message. Love that Pastor Todd. Thanks, got Pastor to Todd. Thanks, Shout PT. Uh, yeah, love so. Love you, man. Physical therapy. I mean, cool. Pastor Todd. Cool. <laughs> it's cool to, cool to see to even his just shout out to him like his investment in oh, both yeah. of your guys For lives sure. yeah. and uh, then of course pastor jamal as well and both of you guys here being on the podcast today mm-hmm. and seeing how god has worked in and through you and, and you. it's pretty awesome so thanks you know i mean yeah, I, pastor matt you know not i'm just giving pastor todd the shout out though yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, and and you guys so um but yeah so new year's eve new year's day you guys got anything any We're plans or what do you normally do? With, or with 100 people. 200,000 people. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 Nothing. No, no one is coming um, over. Here's Sorry. Here's Sorry, Governor ha- Murphy. Nothing's happening. No okay. So my sister has this fascination with New Year's. I don't yeah. really care about it. I could. I want to watch. This sister right here? This sister. Okay. Yeah. Well, not sister. Tara. Another that's one. the other sister. No, no, no. And so Tara loves New Year's, I think. She kind of does. And so she always wants to watch the entire show, the ball drop show. She wants this to watch it. She, Tara's face is kind of like, I oh, I, I guess I do like it. I do years. like it. No, she likes watching. I like it a lot. She, yeah. she likes. Other thing is, <laughs> but like, is it my favorite holiday? It's kind of sad no, sometimes. You have a fascination with because like last year was her quote unquote last New Year's with us. So I thought uh, so until thought. The, uh, the pandemic, you know, and so now it was her last Christmas, her last Thanksgiving. We gotta you know spend. Um, <laughs> I put a lot of weight into it. That, that's not a, good. We put, <laughs> a, we put <laughs> like, a lot. She put a lot of weight into it. 
thinking this last one, and so like we couldn't just like kind of do a low key New Year's. Okay. We had to like all spend it and watch the show. Also, one of my favorite artists was gonna be on. And oh, we, that was awkward. And we cha- and then I saw him in the background. And I was like, he's singing. And then they said, no, that that's like he's sound checking. Turns out there's two different shows now. Two different shows on New Year's Eve in, this, in Times Square. Do you know that? In Times Square? Two, two different Square. shows. No, because I knew they, they've Clarks, had a few now. But and we have... What's there's one there, there's there's one in Louisiana. There's one in LA. And there's no, one they were both in, Times Square, though. in New York. And then those three are together. So and then make there's sure you one watch that's just cause... Times Square that's in... Oh. It was so awkward. We missed so, everyone. So, Jonas Brothers, okay. Post Malone, Post Malone, everyone. And I, I Post oh. Malone. So you know Spotify Wrapped. So like Spotify will tell you your most listened to artist. Yeah. And my number two was Post Malone. I love mm. Post Malone. <laughs> no, I did, I haven't always listened to him, but my roommate got. He was like, it tells you how percentage of fans that you are. My friend was a uh, below the one percent. Like he was like point five percent. Which is like top one percent, top one percent, which is insane for That's for Post Malone because he has millions upon millions of listeners. Wow. Um, and you know, I anyway, you would you would have seen him on New Year's. He was I re- seen he him. was really sad. I was really sad. It was my fault. I, I was like, oh, this is weird. Uh, Where's Ryan Seacrest? I we were yeah, watching man. different ones. And I'm pretty sure you probably could YouTube it. I mean, I, it's just, yeah, we did we did after. Yeah. It's not the same. But it yeah, it's a fun story. time. We bang the pots and pans at a midnight. We drink some sparkling cider or sparkling. Juice. Sparkling cider. Yeah, sparkling, sparkling cider. cider. Yeah. I, I or, forgot it's called. Yeah, yeah. Cider. Sparkling cider. Or we do sparkling um, grape juice. Yeah, no, it's good. We've yeah, it's a little good time for the fam. What about you guys? What are you doing? I don't know what we're gonna do this year. So yeah. usually we do something with my siblings. I feel like I have a few people that like are like, oh, oh, like last year with some friends. That's what I was gonna say. Do you guys do with them usually? Your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was fun. Um, this year, those those friends, they just had a baby. So oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just assuming yeah. they're out. You know, we won't get together with them. Uh, and then Rebecca was like, we were both kind of like, I don't know, it's been a lot of back and forth. And like the day after New Year's, we're driving back up to see more family for mm-hmm. Christmas. So we're like, maybe we'll lay low. But then I'm always like, I don't know, man, like we don't have kids. Like, you know, like hey, once I have up. kids, I'm not going anywhere on New Year's Eve. So I'm like, maybe, you know. True. <laughs> hey, Star Wars. you should come with us. I don't know what's going to happen. Here's the thing you should do. The day after New Year's Eve or sorry, New Year's Day. Polar Bear Plunge. Day. The little polar bear plunge. <laughs> jump in the ocean. <sighs> Wait, you guys do that? So I, I do it for it like any like twice. cause or anything. You just do it for fun. My dad and his friends have done it for years. So we do it. I'm I've, do done, it I've done it for a cause. I used to do two polar bear plunges. One on the first and one on like. It's around my brother's birthday for my, my high it's school. It's pretty rough. How do, oh, it's it not that bad. It's rough. You, just go, it's you not can't that go in a wetsuit. You just go in your bathing suit. So you just it's jump not in, jump out. What you talking? It's not that bad. It's it, not. It's like. It's cold. I mean, if you stay in there, yeah, but it's you, you jump in, you jump, just jump in, jump out. That's Key it. Keyword. Here's the best thing to bring up. So a bathroom. Bathroom. That's that's the move because it's all right on after. Yeah. And it's so warm. And so like it's honestly one of the best things in the world. Anyway, you should do crazy stuff like that. Wow, that is yeah, that if is you, if you're doing a polar plunge, oh, man. Uh, you should break out. I feel like if I was doing that, I'd rather know like, you know, I don't know, a hundred dollars went to speed light or something. Hey, true. <laughs> because true. I, cause I did it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can put put it up on, on something up, right now. Maybe. Just be like, hey, I'll do this if you guys Possibly. Hey, fundraise, we're gonna be doing polar plunge. You'll do it All in a proceeds days. go. Right, if somebody light. reaches out, you know, maybe for a hundred bucks I'll do it. For a speed of light. Or for me, I guess yeah. you can match. Hey, you guys hear that? I can, <laughs> I, I can match hundred dollars speed light and a hundred bucks in my pocket. <laughs> oh jeez. All right, guys. All right, it's been fun. Uh, thanks for joining us. It's been Pastor Matt, Tara, Sawyer. All right, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs>